Welcome to Copy Chief Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers. This is the show where you hear directly from all the experts at CopyChief.com how to write better, sell more, and have a greater impact using the power of your words. Let's do it. Hey, welcome back to Copy Chief Radio. It's Kev Rogers here. Big one today. We're going to get into the the specifics of swipe email copy when we're talking about launching products. So, you know, in this world of of digital marketing, very often a way to promote a new product is to bring on affiliate partners and you have yourself a big old launch party. And it's a very effective way to reach a large audience, make a lot of sales, and of course, deliver a ton of value to all your new customers. But one thing about these launches that can be a problem is in a complaint among the people who are you know, uh, on these launch lists is that they're seeing the exact same emails from a lot of the people who are promoting the product. And that's a problem because obviously if, look, let's be real, if somebody's on your list, chances are they're on other lists of people who may provide a similar service or have similar products as you. And if you just take the swipe copy that was given to you by the product owner of you know, that you're promoting and send it out, you got a problem because everybody thinks, wow, there's no effort behind this. There's no love behind this. This is pure asking for the sale. And so Chris Orzikowski is a copywriter known as an email a marketing specialist with a specific specialty of launch copy email sequences. Chris has been like sort of behind the scenes under the radar for a long time, writing these killer major launch promotions. Now he's stepping out a little bit, making himself better known as a freelancer. So I'll first say if you have a launch coming up or you're someone who does launches as primary moneymaker in your business. Chris is somebody you want to know and talk to because he's been a part of a lot of, a lot of these. He's a, kind of a stats freak and really follows his numbers and pays attention to the things that are making the biggest difference. And in a large way, it's email. So Chris, thanks for being here, brother. I look forward to digging in this with you today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So we're going to talk about four email swipe copy mistakes that can cripple affiliate launchers. And as I just mentioned, I think this is like sorely overlooked, man, in the launch world. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, it's one of those tasks that it's kind of gets pushed on the back burner. And then finally, it's a few days before and everyone's like, oh, crap. <laughs> right. Have those, those done. We got to, you know, someone's got to work later. You know, you got to shove it to give it to someone who's already maxed out. So they kind of dash something off real quick. And, you know, that could really, you know, when I work on a campaign, what I like to try to do is make that a high priority because if you nail that copy, you know, I've worked on launches where the co- the money that we make from our affiliates is more than we make from our internal promotions, our paid traffic, everything else put together. 
So, you know, obviously you're giving some of that money away, but you have to remember at the same time too, as you are doing these affiliate launches, you're also getting paid to acquire more customers because even though you're giving away a large percentage of your profits to, you know, affiliate commissions and things like that, you are also getting new prospects or new customers, I should say, who enter into your business, who are now on your list, who you can now market to and sell them, you know, all of your other offers that you have. So it's like getting paid to drive traffic almost. Yeah, great point. Right. So it's certainly worth the effort to do this right and have it be impactful instead of, like you said, it's one of the last things you should let be a last minute decision, something you want to cram out on a, on a tight deadline. You know, why not have this done? Once the sales letter's done, this is the next thing because obviously it needs to jibe with the sales letter, but no reason months, weeks should go by before you start writing your emails, crafting your emails to support the, the rest of the material. So let's go through these four mistakes, Chris. What is mistake number one? All right. So mistake number one is ignoring your prospects market awareness level. So this is a Eugene Schwartz thing. You know, he was the kind of, he was the first guy to kind of codify this whole idea of market awareness. Now, you know, most marketers know that you have very warm prospects and those might be people who know you, who are on your email list, who have, you know, watched your videos or engaged with your content before. You know, they're very familiar with your products maybe. Those those are all examples of like warmer prospects. The way I look at affiliate swipe copy is that every person that is going to be, you know, seeing your emails come into their inbox, they're very cold. They don't really know much about you. They don't know much about your business. They don't know anything about your offer. And to be quite honest, they probably don't really care about any of that stuff because they only care about themselves and their own problems and, you know, the things that they're going through on a day-to-day basis. Right. So writing to those two different audiences, your message is going to change. You know, you're not just going to say, hey, I got this great product. Here it is. People might be like, I could care less. But if you hook their interest and make sure you're talking to them at a – you know, a market awareness level that matches their awareness level, then, you know, there's going to be a great market to message match. And I kind of keep that in the back of my mind whenever I'm writing a swipe. I know that I have to start where, you know, start in their head and kind of look at their problems and say, okay, how can we go from where they're at right now to where I want them to be, which is on my sales page. So they could, you know, get interested and get invested in buying the product that we're trying to sell. Yeah. Again, that's huge because it's not just here it is, here it is, here it is, right? Banging them over the head with it. It's meeting them where they are and rising them up from there. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's just little, it's a little tweak, but it's going to create a heck of a lot more sales because you're appealing to people's most, you know, important desires rather than relying on the strength of, oh, I'm a big name in the industry, so I could just push out whatever and people should know who I am. You know, in my experience, that'll work for some markets, maybe if you're a huge name, but most people, I think it makes a lot more sense to just look at the problems that your prospects are having and kind of start there as a jumping off point and then kind of gradually through the copy, through the email, you know, through 500 words or, or 250, however many words it might be, lead them to where they need to be. Yeah, because even if they know who you are and you're, you have some name cachet, they still care about themselves more than anything, and they still want to know that you can solve a problem for them, right? So those are the emotional touch points that you should never be overlooked, no matter how big your name is. So, all right, great. That leads us to mistake number two, which is not focusing on solving a specific problem. Exactly. That's a perfect segue into it. So 
a lot of times I'll see swipes because, in, you know, in my experience of writing swipes that we're handing off to our affiliates, we also obviously reciprocate a lot of these launches. So I'll sometimes get swipes from other partners and, you know, they're very short or they're very just, hey, got this cool thing. Check it out over here. And it's kind of like, eh, that could be a little bit stronger. You know, like you got to realize that people, you know, money doesn't change hands unless a problem is solved. It doesn't matter what the problem is. It doesn't matter, you know, what you're spending money on somewhere deep down in their brain, even on their subconscious brain, there's a problem being solved. Even if you're going to see a movie, the problem is that you're bored, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's always has to be a problem present that needs to be solved. And the more specific you could be about that problem and the more laser targeted you could be with that problem, you know, by calling it out and identifying it in your swipe, the more successful the whole campaign is going to be. Like I saw one that came into my inbox the other day. I think it was from Critical Bench. I can't remember, but it was about man boobs. And I was like, wow, that is highly targeted. I mean, if you have that issue, you're not going to be able to really ignore that one. And you're going to want to it out and see what it's all about and say, hey, this is a problem I have. Let me see how to solve this. You know, when you start writing your swipes and you're kind of, again, relying on your name or relying on people to just understand, you know, their problem completely. Some of these people don't even understand that they have a problem, right? So you might bring something up and educate them on a problem they didn't even know they had. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could play this, but there's... I can guarantee you if you don't talk about a problem, if you don't bring up a problem, if you don't drum up the, you know, the vision of that problem in their mind, nothing's going to happen. You know, sales not going to be made. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing about starting with the problem is it's not only critical to getting someone's attention, but truth is, if they don't have that problem, there's no reason they should be reading anyway, right? I mean, you know, I mean the the point of direct response is to directly get a response from the people that the product can serve, right? And so sometimes people, I think, worry about, well, if I start with too specific a problem, I might, uh, people might not, you know, read or they'll, they'll realize quickly that this isn't quite for them, but maybe I'll have a chance leading up to the problem that they'll want to, forget all that. They don't want to do business with you just because they want you to solve their damn problem. And so by, like you said, calling it out something like like man boobs, and that's a good one because it's one of those where a guy might, even if it's like not on his radar, he's going, oh, shit, do I have man boobs? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it, I don't know if, the, if, if Mike put it in there, but it should be like, like, a, like a check or a test or something. You know what I mean? Do you have man boobs? Hey, like, absolutely. And, and the thing is like let's, take, let's look at fitness. Let's stay on that on that uh, topic for a bit. So when you look at like fitness, there's obviously the problem of like the big overarching problem of like, Hey, I want to look good. So you can break that down into many different ways. That could be having abs. That could be losing belly fat. That could be gaining muscle. That could be, you know, even, you know, your strength levels, that could be a whole bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at your offer and say, okay, why does my offer stick out? Like what's the unique problem? And that's why, you know, it makes sense to really drill down and find out that unique problem that you're solving. Because like you said earlier, these people, these prospects are on so many different lists and they're constantly getting bombarded with offer after offer. And a lot of times these offers are recycled. You know, they might be mailed out six times, eight times, 10 times Mm -hmm. to the same from one affiliate alone, you know, they might, they might promote them every month or every two months or whatever the case may be. So you got to say, Hey, how am I going to stick out in, you know, the crowded space of their inbox? And by solving a specific 
problem that might be even, even be unique, like the man boobs thing, you know, that's something that is obviously a problem. It's kind of associated with muscle gain. It's kind of associated with fat loss. You know, it obviously Preview. has some overlap there, but it's so unique and it's so different. It's going to get people to stop and pay attention. And, yeah. you know, even though you might not get as many overall clicks, the clicks that you get might be a lot more targeted. You might have a much higher, you know, cost per click. And, you know, when you're tracking those kind of metrics and things like that. That's a great point. And you can even get more specific, like that could have to do with aging, right? Men over 40, you know, chances are you have man boobs, right? It's just because you're, you, you're losing testosterone, you're, you're increasing in estrogen. It's the little known fact of how your chemistry changes with age, blah, 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 right? Th- those kinds of things, you know, we, we even wrote one back in the day that essentially blamed, you know, government meddling on things like man boobs <laughs> and they, you know, it's like they, they wanted you, they wanted you weak and they wanted you disoriented you know what i'm saying and so like depending on how specific you're getting in the market and that's not manipulation it's just meeting the market where they are so if, if you're going to like say an extreme conservative like a like a prepper market you can market a fitness product there but you have to do it in voice of where where people live in the kind of content they're consuming. Exactly. It kind of reminds me how, um, you know, when you hear all the older direct mail guys, you know, they talk about the old direct mail days where I think it was in Gary Bensamanga's product with, I think Michael Fishman was the guy's name, the, mm-hmm. the world's best list broker. Right. That's who it was. But uh, he was talking about, you know, okay, you have this offer, it's winning, you're mailing it out. Now let's look for other markets that we could push it into. And, you know, it's could breathe life into something that you thought was dead. You know, after you promote it to one specific list universe, you could look for other list universes that exactly like you said, they have similarities. There's some overlap. If we just change the initial the initial message or change, you know, going back to point one, the awareness level, now you just breathe some new life into that promotion. You can get a whole lot more mileage out of it. Right. But only if you write it with care from the beginning, right? Like yes. you said, it comes down to not not making this an afterthought, but really treating it like a, almost a campaign in, in and of itself. Okay, great. Oh, this is a great point. Mistake number three is relying on your partners to rewrite your bad copy. Yeah, so – okay. So one of my roles with some of the companies I work with, you know, like I mentioned before, is that well, I'll have to rewrite other people's launch copy. And a lot of times it's good. A lot of times most of it's usable. You know, we'll obviously rewrite it in our own voice, depending on who I'm working for. But there's some pieces where I just sit there and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like three sentences and you know, it's just like, hey there, got the school thing, check this out, click here, click here now, click here now, click, you know? <laughs> and it's uh, very like hypey and there's not a whole lot that you could use. You gotta remember that you're giving this copy to a human. You might look at and say, okay, we have 400 affiliates, right? But that's, that's 400 people who are gonna be looking through your document and saying, okay, how am I gonna rewrite this for our list? Or, you know, sometimes, They'll mail it just as is, which, you know, if your copy is not good, that's a whole other problem we'll talk about. But you want to be able – I'm sorry. Let me backtrack. So the person who's getting this email from you, they're getting the swipe. They might not be a trained copywriter. Right. They might have no copywriting experience whatsoever. They might be an affiliate manager, a project manager who, you know, oh, well, we have to get these affiliate recipes out. We have to mail for this launch. So let me see what they got. And they might look and say, oh, okay, looks good. And then they'll mail your copy. And because you rushed it and it goes out the door, you don't really get a lot of sales. Now, what happens in that affiliate's mind is they say, well, this offer didn't really promote 
as you know, this really didn't work as well to our list the last time we mailed it. So maybe we could find a better one in our calendar. And that obviously is not good for the long term growth of your business because you know when I sit down to write a swipe, I want to make sure it's so good that in case they don't have someone over there who could rewrite it, it's so good they can mail it as is. It's so mm-hmm. on point and written in such a way that they could literally copy and paste it and make sales. And there's as few obstacles to that happening as possible. I like to have as you know as few variables because I know the you know the good partners that we'll have. You know, for instance, if like Andre Chaperone is promoting one of your affiliate offers, he's going to rewrite your email, right? I mean, the guy's one of the best email copywriters in the world. Right. But if you're just giving it to someone else and they're not a copywriter, they might say, "Oh, yeah, okay, I think this is good," and then they'll mail it out unsuccessfully and not want to mail again in the future. Yeah, great point. And so, if if people do just simply cut and paste your email out to their list. You know, look, they they do they risk having the same emails show up as other people are sending. But at least if it's been treated with care, they're still giving their audience a great experience, right? And so then it's sort of about who was there first. You know, they're going to get the credit for the email whoever mailed it out first. And if other people follow and cut and paste the same email, it's it's on them, not on the first person. And so that's the power of good copy. It's about again. Focus on creating an experience, and a lot of things solve themselves. Awesome. All right, in the home stretch here, Chris, mistake number four is kind of what we're talking about here, not giving enough email variation. Awesome. So mistake number four, if your affiliates, you know, if you have a few hundred affiliates, some of them are going to be in the camp of they're going to send it out as is, like we just talked about. Some of them are going to definitely want to rewrite. Some affiliates have a very unique relationship with their list. They might communicate personal stories each and every single day, or they might write in a certain voice or you know a certain tone that they know that their list responds well to. Or they might have had experience even using your product themselves that they want to share, right? So it would be very uncharacteristic for them to just all of a sudden, you know, if their prospects and people on their list are used to getting these story-based emails or whatever the case may be, all of a sudden the next day they open up their inbox and it's just copy and pasted affiliate swipe. You know, every business is going to be very different in the way that they interact with their list. So you kind of want to be able to give them something that they could copy and paste if they want to because some people are in that camp but then you also want to make sure that they have enough information where they understand the objective they understand the problem the specific problem that you're solving they understand the solution they understand the USP why it's different they understand all the proof behind it they understand the details of the offer itself the objective of the emails they need to understand all of these things because these are the questions that run through someone's mind when they're saying okay we got to mail a list with this offer do we want to do it as is do we want to rewrite it what do we have to change like what's the point of this They have all these questions swirling around their minds. So the more information that you give to them, the more success they will have with the swipe itself. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if your affiliates are having crazy success with your offer, they're going to want to keep mailing. They're going to be, you know, banging down your door trying to see when they can mail again. Yeah, line it up for the next one. Word word travels very fast in the affiliate world. Uh, Who has the hot promo? And again, email at the heart of it. At the heart of it. So, Chris, man, very cool. This is just the tip of the iceberg of the kind of in-depth research and trial and error that you've performed for these launches. So I appreciate you coming and giving us a taste today. Where do people go to get more from you and find out how to contact you should they need a high-level copywriting service like yours? Yeah, you can go to www.chris-orzakowski.com, and I'll spell that out. That's C H. R-I-S dash 
O-R-Z-E-C-H-O-W-S-K-I.com. And if you're driving while you're listening to this, you might want to pull over and get a pencil out because I don't think you're going to memorize that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and come to the uh, show page here at Copy Chief. Of course, Chris is an active member inside of Copy Chief. You can get the show notes to this episode at copychief.com forward slash CCR. You could go and search Chris there and get all his contacts. But if you're ever lost looking for Chris, you just contact us. Go to the Copy Chief homepage. There's a little contact form at the bottom of every page, a little icon there. Click that and say, help me reach Chris O. And we'll uh, we'll put you in contact. So, Chris, thanks for doing this, brother. Can't wait to do it again with you, man. I know you're in the trenches doing this stuff for real every day. So more to come for sure. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you having me on. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you dug the show. Come on over to copychief.com. That's where you'll find all the backlog, all the transcribes, all the show notes, and all the free weekly copywriting tips. Copychief.com.